The Fire Within Podcast. You need a sustainable plan, the right mindset, and the knowledge and inspiration to stoke the fire within. Just like the Phoenix, you can burn your old habits, never turn back, and emerge completely anew. There are no shortcuts. Welcome, Fire Within community. This is the Fire Within Podcast, where we talk about all things health, fitness, and nutrition related. I'm your host, Brandon, with my co-host, Joe. Hello. Howdy, Joe. Hello. I felt very national public radio right there. Hello. Hello. Yeah. I felt that the feng shui of the studio had changed a little with these new mic stands. Oh, I see. Ah, I love it. <laughs> see, Very the clever. operative word there is feel. There we we'll are. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. We have a really cool guest today. Uh, her name is Robin, and she is an extraordinaire of all kinds of different health practices and some things we haven't really talked about on this show before. So, Robin, introduce uh, yourself and what you do. Okay. Well, my name is Robin Burning, and I am a classical feng shui consultant. I'm a spiritual life coach, Reiki master teacher, and lots of other things. But those are my three main focus points and and what I do to help people today. And so all of which are forms of energy work, really. So you got your mind, body, spirit is the thing that you're always hearing about. And our mind is the coaching and our body is the environment around us is the feng shui and the spirit piece comes into all of that with the reiki just feeds it all as well so it's all encompassing yeah i love it yeah, absolutely <laughs> i have never worked with anybody in the field of feng shui before i've just heard is it, it is a, it's a fun term or something thrown around on hgtv yes that's to let you know that your table's at the wrong angle that's what i know about it <laughs> there we yeah, are it's facing the wrong direction that's yes. right yes and I do know that the way a room set up can change the way we feel. It was funny, like a week before I went to check uh, your space out, my wife had decided to change our guest bedroom for her parents. And mm -hmm. I walked down, well, holy crap, this feels like a completely different room. Yes. And I didn't know why, but I liked it more. Yes. And when we spoke, we talked a little bit about beds against windows. Well, we did mm -hmm. have the bed against the window, and my father-in-law didn't like that because their head was up against the blinds. But aside from that annoyance, the entire space just felt different. Uh, I don't know why, but it made me feel more at ease in that room. Mm -hmm. So it was cool because because I don't understand the world, but I know that it has an impact. Yeah, for sure. We're surrounded by energy and we don't realize how much that energy affects us and the things that are in the space can affect the energy and the placement of those things can affect it. So one of the biggest misconceptions about feng shui is that it's interior decorating, right? And some people go a little, a little further into this chair is not in the right spot. And the interior decorating piece is definitely a piece that has brought feng shui into the light of our world today because it's talked about in that way. But the way that I approach feng shui is that it's a health modality. It is definitely a health modality. And that placement of the bed, so to speak, can be if you're underneath a window, you're not feeling supported. Therefore, you're not getting a good night's sleep you can be very restless. And we all know that sleep is really important. Our rest cycles are really important for our health. And so if we're not resting well, it's going to affect every aspect of our day. Right? And, this, and that would be from a, a subconscious level because there's the yes. feeling you could fall out the window. We have that thought because sometimes I get kicked out and, and I'm in that room if the baby's in the middle of the bed mm -hmm. and she doesn't yes. want me to wake him. I remember and, those days. <laughs> and so like when my head, I'm like, man, I sure hope these uh, windows are sealed. Yeah. And or kind of predatory feelings. Or more, what's the Exposed. word? Exposed. Prim primal. Yes, that's yeah. a good word. More of a primal thing. Yeah. Where yeah. there could be a saber-toothed tiger out there. Correct. 
Yeah. But there are ways. On the ways... second floor. <laughs> on the second floor. That's a nasty tiger. Shit. A monkey. Monkey swinging in. Yeah. But there's ways to remedy that. And that's one of the things, to, one of the other misconceptions, too, that I really take pride in is that a lot of times people will come to me and they'll say, I read a book on feng shui and like, I can't do that or I'm not willing to do that. It's too much. But what I like to do is to help people find a way to work within what they have. So in my experience, in the way that I was taught, is there's always a way around something. So for instance, in, in my bedroom, there's only two walls that my bed can go on. And it's either in front of the door, which is not recommended, or under the window, which is not recommended. But what we did, we like the placement of under the window. And so we have wooden shutter blinds and a solid headboard. So that helps that. It remedies that piece of it that is not recommended. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I like that because like you were telling me something really cool where you do this full intake and decide even what types of activities should be done in what room. So yeah. you're not going to replumb your house to move the bathroom. Yeah. So for instance, mm -hmm. so I think that gives people a little peace of mind that you're not going to be having them do some major reconstruction. Yeah, absolutely. And I really try and work with what you already have. That's another thing too, is people are like, well, I can't afford to buy this and do that. But what I like to do when I deliver the feng shui report is that we walk through the house together and I'm like, you need the metal element over here and you don't need it over there, but you have that beautiful statue or beautiful sculpture or whatever. Let's just take that and move it over here and that will remedy this gua, this space. Yeah. So what's a gua? <laughs> okay. What we do once we once I run the the report for the feng shui, we have what's called the bagua, which is the whole map that goes over top of your house and it looks like a tic-tac-toe, okay? And so there's nine squares that represent different aspects of your life, whether it's your career or your love life or your money, your finances, your traveling and relationships and stuff like that. And so one square of the nine is called a gua, okay? And so when I come in and I do a report for you, classical feng shui is a lot more detailed than what's practiced modernly. And so what we do is we run an astrological chart that's very specific to you and your home. And so we look at the guas and we're like, okay, so the Southwest gua is not being very supportive right now. And it needs this particular element to support you. And so we use the five element theory of the water, the fire, the metal, earth, and water. I think I said, anyway. So we bring the elements in to bring the guas to a place that are really going to support you rather than hinder you. So sometimes people will be doing really well in their life, in their career, or their finances, and they'll move into a new home. And then all of a sudden things, whew, they start to tank. That particular gua might not be not only not supportive, but a little unsupportive. Now, this is a, a random thought that your comment spurred on. You remember the Amityville Horror? Could, could it be not that it was ghosts and things like that? Could it have been their gua was really off in that house, and that's why they started fighting and everything went downhill? I don't know. I'm not, I have not seen that movie, I'm ashamed to say. Like I, <laughs> I haven't seen it either. Okay. Well, it's, it's I don't one like of the, scary. One of the most classic horror movies of yeah. all time because many people believe there were two hauntings there. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering how many of these hauntings, because a, a lot of the uh, symptoms of a haunting would be people start to fight and argue more. Yeah. I'm curious. I wonder if the gua would change in the house. If maybe yes. that's more what's going on as opposed to people from yeah. the past screwing up your lives because i walk into rooms and places and i go i don't know why i just don't feel comfortable here yes and there's, or maybe i feel more angsty in one yeah. room 
There absolutely is. So the not to get too detailed because I don't want to confuse people, but when we when I run the astrological chart and we figure the numbers for in each number represents an element in in a supportive way or an unsupportive way. And sometimes you can have a gua that has three really unsupportive numbers in there and yeah, it can cause arguments. There can be some dangerous aspects to yeah. it. And then a more mm-hmm. tangible ex- feng shui related thing that, that I was able to latch onto much easier was, let's say there's a couch that's placed in a way where you always have to walk around it. Mm-hmm. It's a very mild irritant, yes. but as the weeks, months and go on and you're constantly having to change the comfortable pattern to get around it, you yes. get more and more. Is that different kind of irritation than something that based on the gua in the in the astrological chart, or is that the same? It's a little different, but it's all a part of it for yeah. sure. So we want that chi energy to flow, right? Yeah. And I like to visualize it as water. So if you have a water, a stream running through your backyard, and it's nice and flowy, it's soothing, you can go out there, it's trickling, it feels really good, and then all of a sudden you throw a rock into it, and the water has to go around it it becomes a little more turbulent. And then another rock becomes a little more turbulent and so on yeah. and so forth. So we feel that, believe it or not, like we feel it in our space. So if we have to constantly go around something or we're feeling blocked, our energy is not able to flow. Yeah. So everything becomes an obstacle and it can over time become an irritant. And I have a, a, a friend who I went over to her house and it, it was as simple as that. Like we walked into the one room and I was like, how do you feel about moving this sofa over there? And she's like, I thought about it, but blah, blah, blah. I said, well, let's just try it because it was on sliders and we're strong women. So I'm like, come on, let's just move it. All we did, one one sofa, we moved it from this wall to that. And it was under a window, number one. Again, we don't want our back to a window even when we're sitting. But it was also blocking right when you walked up the stairs, it was blocking the chi. So we just shifted it from this wall to that wall. She texted me three times that week. I cannot believe how much different it feels in here. I feel so much better when I walk through this space. Yeah. So it's amazing. No, it, it really does make a difference. Um, now this, I just, I don't know why, but all these things are popping into my head this morning. I'm really drawn to symmetry when decorating and how a room's set up. Why am I so drawn to that? Is it, are there benefits to things not being symmetrical sometimes? I don't know. Can we talk about that a little bit, symmetry in, in this space? The one thing I'm thinking when it comes... What's most important is what feels right to you. That's the other thing, too. It's if I come in and I make recommendations and I'm like, hey, let's put one table over here. And you're like, Mm-mm, that doesn't feel good to me. I need to have another one matching it. Then that's what we do for you. So is it important? Like in general, it depends. What's your purpose? Is your purpose to draw a mate in and you'd like to have a, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a partner? And then we do want symmetry. We yeah. want to have we want to have pairs and couples, so things like that. So yes, it is important in that aspect. But if you're if that's not your purpose in bringing the the healing energy of feng shui into your home, and you happen to one wall unit over there and that space open, and that's what feels good to you, then that's what's important. Yeah, I just always wondered about that. I know I'm from in a. I'm on all kinds of tangents today. <laughs> Let's see. You'll cut out all my um. Who's the doctor yeah, that double does? Them. Oh, okay. So Dr. Catherine Shanahan wrote one of the pillars of nutrition, and it's called Deep Nutrition. It, but she carries on for chapters and chapters, for pages and pages about something I've never heard discussed in nutrition, and it's the Fibonacci series that's found in nature and human symmetry of the face and all this kind of things and how we're drawn to symmetry and how nutrition impacts that and all that. I wonder if maybe because I'm... Uh, 
I don't know if there's some kind of correlation with the symmetry with the Fibonacci series and how sometimes that can correlate with whether somebody's healthy or not. Mm-hmm. And, and my health focus, I don't know if that's what it is. But, I don't know. I'm not familiar with that, so yeah. I really can't speak to it. Yeah, yeah. it's just random. That's, it sounds like a great question. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> so getting back to the guas, I use astrological chart and then you figure out what types of activities and things should be done in each room, mm-hmm. like finances and mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. Talk mm-hmm. to us a little bit more about sectioning that off for specific houses and mm-hmm. and we'll, what might change those. Yeah. And what's most modernly practiced feng shui is a very general bagua where everybody's house is laid out the same. And so, for instance, the far left corner of your house is the financial sector of your home. And that's just the standard. Is that, is that far left from the front door or far from, the street? From the front door. From the front door. Mm-hmm. From the front door. This is what's modernly practiced. Is that okay? where? Um, that's where my wife's office is, and where, she's a bookkeeper. And you guys, <laughs> yeah, and you guys are crushing it. Just yeah, saying. yeah. So that is the modern practice, and and what's called the black hat school of feng shui. So there's different kind of the trickles of feng shui. Just there's different types of energy work or personal training. Do taxes in the back left corner on the kitchen couch. I, I swear. You? Are you drawn we, to that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I won't do them anywhere else. I've tried to them on the couch. I can't. I have to go to the uh-huh. kitchen counter, even though that bar stool is uncomfortable. That's funny. But, but that's where you feel supported in that energetic. Yeah. I do all my computer yeah. work. Anytime I do any kind of finances, uh-huh. I have to do it. That's How does weird. second stories work? Same floor plan on yeah. the second story? Yes. Yeah. So we want to support those areas and we can enhance them with intuitive type stuff. So whether you like crystals or you have you want a big picture of a million dollar bill, like that's what my dad did in his house. He had this like fake million dollar bill and he put it up in his one area so we can enhance these areas to support those areas of our life. Okay, so with the classical feng shui, we actually use compass direction. So in my house, like the far left corner, when I did that financial piece in the far left corner, I was supported like I wasn't going into debt anymore, but I was able to pay my bills. I wasn't really coming out of debt. But then when I started to study feng shui and I learned the classical way, it turns out that the southeast corner of the home is more powerfully the financial sector, which happened to be my laundry room (laughs) and the far (laughs) right back corner. So I was like, holy cow, my laundry room, really? But I honored it. Like I went in there, I cleared out the clutter. I brought things in that represented wealth to me and I got completely out of debt shortly after that. So it was very supportive in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about the classical foundation of feng shui, because I don't think most people are aware of its history and origin. Yeah, which is really fascinating. So it's a 5,000 year old science. Okay. And they laid out the Temple of Heaven and the Forbidden City. And it those are political centers and spiritual centers in China. Okay. They had eight feng shui masters that laid out the cities and the buildings within them to create this powerful these powerful places. Okay. Once they were built, the emperors imprisoned the feng shui masters and burned all their materials because they did not want the common folk to to have this type of power or um, this education. But one of the feng shui masters was able to flee the city to the mountains and he carried on the traditions. Okay, and so this is why we have different different types of feng shui, because it was verbal, 
and he taught and it trickled down. So we have different kinds. So like a game of telephone where it was like when it started, but not quite. Correct. Yeah. And so the black hat school of feng shui has been very westernized. It's been very simplified and it does have merit. Like it, it is, it is also quite powerful. The classical feng shui that I practice is the more traditional way. And it's a lot more specific to you and your home. So the difference would be like if I was to read my horoscope on my iPhone app, that would be the black hat school. That's the very basic, like I'm a Scorpio and all the Scorpios have the same horoscope today versus classical feng shui is like me going to an astrologer and having my specific chart done that says, okay, this year, this is what's going to be great for you. And this very specifically focus on these things. Yeah. And so that's the difference in how we got our different Types. And there's others. There's more than black hat. There's more than classical. But these are the most common. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. It is. I'm I learning. love it. Finally, a sustainable approach to meeting your health goals. The Fire Within app, available now on Apple and Android. What you get is an intro to strength training guide, comprehensive exercise library with over 200 exercises, a comprehensive nutrition health transformation course, a six-week meal plan, over 70 recipes, a six-week health redemption strength training course. This is for use with people with equipment, and then the same course, modified for body weight exercises. You'll also receive a six-week Inferno Abs Core supplemental program. If you download our free app right now, you'll get access to the podcast, exercise and app quick start, recipes, and more. For a $29.99 a month subscription, you'll get the health transformation course, full access to the exercise library, the weighted course, the body weight course, the Inferno abs, recipes, and the podcast. So what are you waiting for? Try it now for free today. Download the Fire Within app. I want to learn more about the different zones. So money's in the back left. <laughs> yeah. That, What's in the back right? That is <laughs> just the, like I want to... So that is in, in the black hat. Bagua in the back right, I believe, is love and relationships. That's so where your bedroom is? Uh, fireplace. Oh, okay. Uh, the downstairs. The back right and the upstairs is the movie room. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, right. but you know what? Having the fireplace in the love area is very good because you want that fiery passion, right? So it that, is nice in the fireplace. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And so you, you got can... a really nice little bourbon barrel bar, too. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah. So and one of the things I'd like to touch on real quick is that one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about, I've always been energetically inclined and I can feel the energy of spaces. But one thing I'm super passionate about is the fact that like in our modern world, we have removed nature and natural elements from almost everything that we do. Like even our food is like mass produced. We're not even growing our own food like we used to. But in, in the sense that we bring into our home are chemicals. They're not even like real flowers anymore. People are putting f fake flowers in their home for decor. And we're losing that energetic element. There's a lot of high vibrational energy in natural elements. And we're becoming sick because of it. This is where our health and wellness comes in that piece is that we have all these synthetic and fake things that are not feeding us energetically. And so when we bring the feng shui piece into it, we're bringing in natural elements, plants and crystals and water features and things like that. So we're bringing this, these natural 
elements that are feeding our energetic souls and our bodies yeah. back into our life. Yeah. And and for and I always think Western because that's how mm-hmm. I was born and grew up. Yep. But so our listeners could understand at least the Western implications if they don't understand the spiritual side. You talked about plants. We know mm-hmm. for a fact that English ivy and uh, snake plants and things like that actually improve and purify the air quality of your home. Absolutely. And now we know that they have a beneficial effect on better quality of sleep, which has massive amounts mm-hmm. of effect on your health. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy for people to woo-woo crystals. I have a Himalayan pink salt lamp, which technically it's a crystal. And yeah. we know that it ionizes the air. Yes. So it actually lowers inflammation in measurable amounts. And that's why all these salt caves are popping up. Yes. So it'd be really easy to dis- dismiss that right away. Some people, all it takes is the word crystal and they go, okay, you're a freak. I'm out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I, and I, uh, even recently was that way. And I went, holy shit, I got crystals in my home. They're just the salt lamp, but they do impact the environment to some degree. They absolutely um, do. And on different levels too, because there are the energetic properties of the crystals. And like you said, the salt is ionizing the air and all that kind of stuff. But let's just take it down to the basic simple fact of if I look at that beautiful amethyst across the room, it makes me feel good because I think it's beautiful. Yeah, we spend so much on jewelry. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. You, you know? got one on your hand, dude, and you were just poo-pooing it. Right. <laughs> is is forest bathing, is that, a, is that oh, rooted in amazing. Japanese? What's uh, forest bathing? It's basically surround yourself in green, like okay. what you guys are talking about. Yeah. It'll really help your mood if you have a mm-hmm. lot of plants around. Okay. That's why it, it's it so nice to go sit on my deck. Because yeah. it's just you're covered all the way around in, mm-hmm. in green yeah. plants. And, and me and my wife argue all the time. She wants a pool in the backyard. I want trees. It's really important for me to see the trees. So yeah. we, we always argue Can you compromise? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can okay. figure it out. <laughs> but luckily, we can't afford a pool. we got to worry about that. Yeah. But, Pools are really good yeah. in feng shui yeah. in the way of if you sometimes you can have what's called a lock on your home. So you can have a financial lock or a, a lock on people and relationships. So depending on how your numbers fall in your chart. Again, if you're like if you're living in the home and then the year change, so the Chinese New Year is the beginning of February, and then all of a sudden it's like finances start to tank or relationships start to tank, it's a really good idea to take a look at the feng shui chart because you might be in either an annual lock or we're getting ready, the period, the 20-year period is getting ready to shift next year, and then it's a 20-year lock. But water around your home will, that will... That's um, why I installed a moat. Remedy a lot. <laughs> you know, I love saying, it. You were saying westernized versions of, of what we're talking about here. Therapists use green as color therapy to deactivate nervous energy in there. Yeah. That's why the yeah. therapist's office often have mm-hmm. a ton of plants around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it makes a difference. I, yeah. I always prefer a space with live plants. Yeah. And, the, and let's go back to the forest bathing real quick because, uh, you know, the answer to your question, I don't know if it's rooted in Japanese. I, what I do know is that... you. Just going back even a century from now, we were in nature all the time. We Nature provided our food for us and we would go out. But there's lots of practices and things. I've also studied the Celtic wheel, Celtic priestess also. And so we work with the, the cycles of the year. And connecting with nature is so incredibly powerful. It's very high vibration. And so a lot of people, you know, that I talk to and that I work with, the forest is their church. Like they don't necessarily go to church to connect to God or their higher power or spirit, whatever you want to call it. They go to the mountains. They go into the woods. And it's that high vibrational frequency of 
the live active plants and the animals. And we all know animals have a very high vibe, right? They're always, they're in the moment. They live in the present moment, which is what we all strive for. So when we surround ourselves in that place, there's this entrainment that happens. And entrainment is we all vibrate at different frequencies. And when there's a really high vibe and you're drawn to that, it's going to raise your frequency to come up to that vibe as well. So when we go out into the forest and we go out into the nature, that's why we feel so good because we're in training up to that high vibrational frequency. Now, what creates the vibration? Is it like the molecules spinning? Where, where does the vibration come from? What's creating that? That's a great question and probably more scientific than what my mind can explain. I'm not a I'm not a science-based person. I'm, I like to back my stuff with science, but that's not a question I've been asked before. Because I know molecules spin and different things can mm-hmm. even change the direction, whether it's magnetism and all kinds of different stuff. Yeah. And we've talked a lot on the show about grounding mm-hmm. and the effects of, and, and that I understand scientifically. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of cool studies of it changing how blood cells move through your, your arteries. and It's really cool. Yeah. Um, but um but so I've heard vibrational. I just didn't understand a lot about it, at least from the Western standpoint. Mm-hmm. It is. It's 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 a higher frequency. It's it's vibrating faster. I guess the what the science is behind that, I could not explain it. But I do know, like this table that's in front of me right now is vibrating, but it's a very low, slow vibration. But the plant in the corner is a very high vibration. It's mo- it's live. It's moving. It's, you know, so it probably ha- does have a lot to do with molecular atoms yeah. and all the things, but I don't have the language to speak yeah. that. Can we open the show with the Beach Boys Good Vibrations? <laughs> Can't that, afford it. Is that no. in public domain yet? <laughs> no. No, that would have been perfect. That would have been but perfect. Batman comes in public domain soon. Oh, cool. No, <laughs> so we can, you can yeah. just do a show as Batman and so, you'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I 100% relate with all of that. I'm drawn to the mountains. My mm-hmm. wife likes the beach, but 10 times out of 10, I'd pick the mountains. Yep. Asheville is one of my favorite areas, not just the populous area, but also Black Mountain and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But thanks why people like hiking the whole Thoreau experience. Have you been to Mount Mitchell? Yep. Yeah, that's pretty. My husband, we camped up there one time, like up at the yeah. top. Yeah. It's a beautiful view. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So I get a little better understanding of feng shui, how it works and why. If somebody wanted to get started in this, what would be the first couple steps? Mm-hmm. Is there like any like, oh my goodness, get rid of this, it'll help. Like I was thinking clutter. Absolutely. Is clutter a bad thing? Oh no my matter goodness, how? I, I could talk all day about clutter. I have a whole class on clearing clutter because that it, when you talk to any feng shui consultant, that's the first thing they're going to say is you need to clear the clutter. Clutter is so detrimental to our health in so in our mental, our physical health. It's just not good. <laughs> yeah. But it's also something that's really hard to manage. A lot of people hold on to their stuff because it's their stuff. There's an emotional attachment there. They like to have stuff around them. It makes them feel secure. You know, I have this one client and she's I don't like wide open spaces. It makes me uncomfortable. That predatory feeling. She likes to have things around her. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's fine. Let's organize it then. If you like your stuff and you don't want to get rid of your stuff, let's at least organize it. And that was the first step for her. But what we say is if you don't need it, use it or love it, it's time to release it. And a lot of times we're holding on to things that because it was Aunt Susie's or Grandma's and there's like this emotional attachment to it, but you really don't like it. You, You don't like it. It's in a box. It's up in the thing in the closet or whatever. And the fact of the matter is that 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 thing that you're holding on to so that you can honor grandma is not being honored. It's actually really not being honored. And it kind of makes you feel oogie boogie because you're like, 
holding on to stump, something yeah. you don't want. You feel guilty, like all these low vibrational feelings around this one thing. Yeah. We, we have a KitchenAid mixer. That was the last thing my wife's uh, grandmother gave him. Mm-hmm. We've never used it. It's been in that cubby for four years now. Right. But we're going to hang on to it forever, damn it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and this is where my life coaching piece comes in. When I'm working with my clients in feng shui and they have to release something, or not have to, but we, it's my recommendation and they're having a hard time with it, then we'll do some coaching around it. Let's think about if you want a new, you, you just, you broke up with your boyfriend or girlfriend five years ago yeah. and you can't find a new partner. But when you look around your house, you still have this thing that they gave you and that thing that they gave you. Yeah. That person's energy is still in your home. Is clutter the number one thing to work on or did we just jump there? We diverted from that, didn't we? Yeah, I think but that was into yeah. this. Yeah, clutter <laughs> this is, is the is number cool. one thing to work on. Yeah, yeah if you're going to do anything first, it's the clutter piece. It's yeah. the clutter piece. And well, I got to get rid of my teenage girls. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell you how much clutter can affect that you don't even realize. So in my kitchen, we had so much stuff in our kitchen cu- cupboards that they started to fall off the wall. No oh joke. Oh my gosh, yeah. No joke. So we took everything out and my husband fixed the cabinets. It, as we took everything out, we noticed we had 50 coffee cups and two blenders and like all these things that we really did not need. So we cleared out a bunch of stuff. We took boxes and boxes of stuff to pause for cause because I always believe in donating to organizations that have purpose. But then once we fixed them and we put stuff back in the cupboard, our kitchen did not look any different than it did before because everything that we released came out of the cupboards. Okay. Now, my mother-in-law had no idea that all this had gone down because they were like traveling or something. I don't know. But she came over one weekend and after we had done it and she was like, she just looked at me. She goes, what's different in here? I said, what do you mean? She goes, it feels really different in here. What did you do? Is something different? And I just had to chuckle to myself. I'm like, no, nothing's different. It's all the same. And But she felt it. She could feel the difference. And she didn't, she couldn't see anything that had changed, yeah. but we had reduced a lot of the load because it really does weigh you down too much stuff in your space. It weighs it down and it slows the vibrational energy of the space. So without even being able to see it, she could feel it. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Now, sadly, we're almost out of time. We got to get you back on because we didn't talk about cranial sacral therapy. Ah. The anim- I'm all into animals. We didn't get to that, but we'll do another show. We'll do a follow-up. Yeah. You should have my dad on sometime too, yeah. but, but that would have to be remote because he's in California. Yeah, we do remote. He's, a, he's an animal communicator. That would, Oh, God. That would be a fun show. We got to do that. Yeah. But what, were the, what are the top three pieces of advice you give somebody uh, that wants to change their life for the better? So my first and foremost thing is going inward, doing that internal work for yourself. And everyone talks about self-care. So this is number two. Um, Talking about the self-care piece is not necessarily just going for the massage, getting the pedicure, doing that, doing the things. Because a lot of times they're like, okay, I've got to fit my one hour massage in and then I got to run back to work. That's not honoring in in that self-care kind of way. Yeah. Okay. So it's being very present. So first of all, going inward and looking at self and then being present and honoring and being empowered in that. And then number three is is really be aware of your environment. And your environment doesn't just mean like this room that you're in, but the people you surround yourself with. All of this energy that swirls around you affects you. And are you allowing it to control you or are you being aware of it and then responding versus reacting? No, that's big. That's probably the key quote from this 
whole episode, I think. Yeah, and so. that is a big part of my coaching yeah. and, and the life coaching that I do. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a life and spiritual life coach. So a lot of times people will come, whether even if it's they're coming because professionally they want to advance in their career. Yeah. It, it's really what I end up coaching them on is not the actual job stuff itself. It's more of how you showing up at the table. And are you showing up as an empowered person who is confident and knows what it is that you desire and how to communicate that effectively? Yeah. Or are you showing up as somebody with ego that's like bulldozing into the room saying, I deserve this and yada, yada, which is what most people do because we've been conditioned in this modern world to take what you want. Yeah. But, you know, what I help people with is to go inward internally, find their strength, their power, what is they truly want, because a lot of people don't know, and then being able to effectively communicate that in a in a very powerful and loving way. Absolutely. And then yeah. if somebody wanted to get in contact with you or use your services, how would they find mm -hmm. you? So my website is livingyourbliss.net. I would love for people to just go to the website and take a look at what it is that I do. I have lots of testimonials on there. I talk about the, the types of things that I do, the different modalities, and how they're all intertwined and in, incorporated. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, Thank we, you. We really appreciate you coming on. This is super fun and informative and energizing. Yeah. And uh, we'll definitely have you on again. Yeah, I'd love that. It was All fun. Right. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. If you did, go check us out at firewithinnf.com and sign up for Refuel, a weekly email with recipes, videos, and tips to stoke the fire within. Also, you can join the Fire Within community by being added to our Facebook group, and don't forget to follow us on social media.